Hey gang, I'm Nikhil Croce, and you're listening to Season 3 of Who the Fuck? Practically Unplugged. This season takes on a different format than the previous two, so instead of asking guests to share their stories, this time around, I'm sharing mine. Each episode is a snapshot of my life, recorded over the past several months as I navigated the grief that came with loss, the resentment and shame that came from abuse, and the joy that I feel now knowing I finally prioritized myself. So get ready for a deeply personal and, of course, authentic and unapologetic season. If my story resonates with you, it's amazing to see your feedback, so pop over to your preferred podcast platform and share a review. Or better yet, if you know someone who will benefit from listening, tell them to check out the show wherever they get their podcasts. You can always head over to whothefck.com for more content and merch. So here we go. Okay, gang, we are back. Practically unplugged, which is really just me and a microphone sitting here telling you about my life. Hoping that something that I say will resonate with you enough to help you in your own life or help somebody else in theirs. And I'd be omitting a really important part if I didn't say that that's part of the catharsis in this for me. If you've listened to the last three episodes of this impromptu solo season, you know that there are quite the range of emotions that are coming across in each of these episodes. I'm not tying myself to a theme or an expectation when I start, which so far I don't think is incredibly annoying. (laughs) And it helps a lot. I don't know if any of you are big audiobook people, but if you're a podcast person, there's a chance. And the past couple of months I have been consuming content that has enlightened me so much to the reality of the potential each of us has in this life. Let's not sugarcoat it and act like any of it's easy because it's not. We all have desires. We all have a storied past. And sometimes the past limits our ability to pursue our desires. Sometimes the present limits our ability to pursue our desires or anticipation of an uncertain future. Either way, we stop ourselves. We stop ourselves because we don't think we're good enough. We stop ourselves because we're worried what other people will think. We stop ourselves because we're afraid of failing or afraid of success because no matter what, both of those scenarios invite a lot of change and oftentimes we feel unprepared when big changes happen for better and for worse and the books that I've been consuming have spoken to something very significant something very relevant to me to my life to this podcast and to you if you're listening and really anybody else As human beings, we are fallible and we are constantly seeking validation. A lot of times we don't know why. We just know that we are. 
even better if we can acknowledge that because I've learned that self-awareness is really the key to any kind of growth. And the other thing that was so reinforced in the books that I've been listening to is how utterly invaluable human connection is. Human connection is such a keystone to our ability to function. It's sometimes the antithesis of what we think we want, especially when we're going through something difficult. We want to close off. We want to isolate. We want to introvert. We want to implode. We feel unheard. We feel unseen. We feel unrelated to. So we shut down. And we pull back. And we let our lives and the world keep happening. While we are vacant. anticipating something worse potentially, waiting for the other shoe to drop, as they say. I lived in that state of mind for a very long time. And what I've learned is that when the other shoe does drop, you have two options. You wallow. Or you persist. And... Yes, you can do both. This is a messy, messy world we live in. And pain is real and feelings are valid. And we all need to wallow sometimes. The thing is, is that if you never give yourself the chance to open up about what you've been through in your life and you hold on to that so tightly because you don't want anybody else to see it. Your reality becomes very distorted. You can simultaneously lose your sense of self and also be utterly self-absorbed. And it's not necessarily by design or intention that you want to only focus on yourself. Perhaps it feels like you just can't focus on anybody else or you don't want anybody else to see what's inside. And that's where we're wrong. I'll be the first to admit it. I was unhappy For a really long time. I spent a good chunk of my life probably able to say nothing too traumatic ever happened to me. Especially not to me personally. I've had traumatic life experiences. I lost one of my best friends when I was 16 in a car accident. I had gone through ups and downs with unemployment, losing jobs, graduating during the like peak of the 2008 recession like there there have been plenty of moments in my life that have been unfortunate or sad or painful and traumatic in their own ways but i lived a good life 
I was raised in a loving home with parents who showed up for events, who told me and my sister that they loved me and her, obviously. They told us that they loved both of us. We love your sister, Alexis. She's great. <laughs> um, but I, I think that we often forget that not everyone has that. So first and foremost, a lot of times the reason we don't express ourselves is because somewhere inside of us we learned to be afraid of that. And the younger you are when those more deeply traumatic things happen, the harder it is to open up into that later. And since I was so unfamiliar with how intensely childhood trauma could manifest, I felt like the first part of this year was the equivalent of getting hit by several consecutive bolts of lightning. And if I look back on my life and I think back over the last 12 years, my life became more and more painful and traumatic the more that I stayed in the wrong relationship. I began to fear my potential. I shrunk my life to fit the needs of another human. I swallowed a lot of emotion to try to help somebody that I believed I loved. Someone I believed deserved to live a good life. And I watched the important things in my life fall to the wayside without even thinking about it. I put myself on a back burner for over a decade and it took such a horrendous amount of repeated trauma with situations related to my ex and then ultimately with my mom passing away so suddenly for me to look around and say, I'm done being quiet. I'm done stifling how I feel and what I need. And I'm not going to compromise my potential for the sake of anyone else. Of course, I say this all with the caveat of be a good human. Don't step on people. Help lift each other up. And also, care for yourself. Put yourself first. Do what you need to do for you. As the saying goes, you can't pour from an empty cup. And it's frustrating when you feel like you're doing everything you can and nothing's going right. What I've learned is there's a lot that you can't control in this life. But what you can control is what you do with your time. Both the activities and the people you spend it with.
because that is what we have. We have time and we have each other. And we rush around so much trying to prove that we're good enough, prove that we are smart enough, prove that we have what we want, that we sometimes forget to ask ourselves if what we were looking for this whole time, what we were aiming at, and what we might have in our hands is actually what we want. And it's okay for those things to change. Being an adult is such a complicated reality. We spend most of our lives being taught what to do and what not to do. And the generation that we are is looking around going, I don't think that was right. What if I didn't do what everybody else did? What if I did what felt right? What if I didn't prioritize getting ahead and I prioritized my purpose? Getting ahead would come naturally. And it wouldn't be about getting ahead. It would be about fulfillment, pursuement pursuance of something that lights you up, a feeling of self-respect that elicits respect from others, a feeling of love for yourself and for those around you who help you, who show appreciation, those whom you help. The point is we don't do any of this alone. And somehow we think we're supposed to do all of the emotional work alone. It's too scary to tell somebody what we feel, right? That would mean we're vulnerable. And if we're vulnerable, then we're weak. False. Vulnerability is strength. Vulnerability is human. And the fact that we as a society can evolve so greatly in so many aspects of our lives. Technologically in particular, it makes us feel like we've got it figured out and look at what's gotten us to where we are. To some extent, sure, yeah, that's great. We've done a lot as a society to evolve the day-to-day life, the things we have, the opportunities set in front of us. And we still seem to be missing the most important part. Figuring out who the fuck we are. Not who we were told to be. Not who we think we should be. Maybe not even the person we were. Who we once liked and wanted to be. Maybe we've grown out of that. And when we take a step back and prioritize ourselves, we start to collect people with the same mindset. Not that we all think the same things. Surely there has to be overlap in the general sense of wanting to grow and personal development. But I'm talking about people who see each other, who want to know more about each other, even if it's different, especially when it's different than your own experience and being able to empathize with people who've shared experiences 
or have similar experiences, or for the first time are hearing an experience that's changing their perspective, these moments, these conversations, these quick little moments in life that feel so irrelevant when they're happening are the most significant. Something that's really enlightened me on this journey with the podcast is that people I have not talked to in many, many years have come back into my life after listening and they've shared with me. They've shared with me who they are. They've shared with me why they prioritize themselves and they questioned if they were who they wanted to be and if they weren't they figured out how to become the person that they truly are and there's something really magical about that the past couple of years have been particularly problematic for us as human beings we're so removed from each other it can feel much easier to disconnect in a world where you can't see each other all the time. You can't hug, you can't touch, you can't organically meet. And if you do, you've got a mask on and maybe somebody's smiling, maybe they're not. But these masks make it feel less inviting. It feels like an immediate barrier to conversation. And so we have to rely on our own desire to connect, to push us into an engagement with somebody. Mask or no mask, screen or no screen. But we can't do that if we don't trust each other. And we can't trust each other if we aren't comfortable with ourselves. So I really want all of you listening to come away from this with a very important understanding what you are going through is important how you feel is valid and you are never expected to go through it by yourself we are meant to connect we are social animals and because we are animals sometimes we aren't as smart as maybe we should be we react on impulse and instinct and that doesn't mean we can't change. It might be a little harder. It might mean making you uncomfortable. In fact, it should make you uncomfortable. I remember when I started going to therapy just about three years ago, I was afraid. I was afraid because I knew if I went and I actually started to let my walls down, that I would have to acknowledge things that I never wanted to acknowledge in my entire life. Things I never wanted to say out loud to anyone. And it's hard. You are battling a lifetime of insecurities and a world of doubt within yourself when you are talking to somebody, particularly an objective party, who doesn't know much else about you. It is the utmost vulnerable. But if you find the right person to talk to, someone who invites you in and makes you feel safe, and this goes for a therapist, friends, family, whoever, 
if you know that you have that psychological and emotional safety, when you do open up, when you do say those things that you swore you would never say to anyone, you free yourself of the burden. Your body legitimately feels lighter. And even if it requires more energy and effort to work through it, you've started. Starting is always the hardest part. The thing is, is you know you better than anybody else. So for you to really find that sweet spot of who you are, that aha moment that really resonates with you, that makes you feel like you've just been reborn in a way, your life is going to change. And it's going to change for the better. It's hard to say all of this and not feel as if I sound preachy, but it's the truth. You can't live a life that is shrouded in misery, feeling that the world has done you so wrong, and expect to live a life that radiates joy. We may have moments if we do that, but we will spend more time pushing down our feelings, thinking about our discomfort in the short term, and completely ignoring the fact that we are about to live the rest of our lives in utter discomfort. So every single day, every one of us has a choice to make. Every time we feel an opportunity arise where we see that somebody maybe wants to talk or we feel like we need to talk and we need to let our guards down to express that to someone. We are learning to trust ourselves. We are learning to show up in this world in a way that creates community, that drives social change that gives us what we need to feel like we belong. There is so much opportunity and so much potential if we just stopped questioning what we feel we truly know and put our energy that has been so targeted at our insecurities towards the things that we actually care about, the things that we're passionate about, the things that we love to do, the people that we love to be around, the conversations we long to have, the ideas we want to bring to fruition. It is all possible, but it's up to us to use our resources to the best of our ability to push through the pain and to find the other side. And we need each other to do that. So please, when you're done listening to this, take a moment, reflect a little bit, ask yourself if you're who you want to be right now. And if you're not, what's the first thing that you would do to start working towards that? And the other side of it is ask someone that you care about or a complete stranger what they're passionate about or what's bringing them joy, let's stop asking how are you and allowing people to respond with, I'm fine, I'm okay. 
Nothing new here. Let's relate to one another. Let's talk about the hard parts. Let's share in the beautiful moments that life has to offer. Let's forget what the expectation is that we can't be too emotional, that we can't expose too much, that we can't be too vulnerable. Squash that now. Be who you are. Show up and give the world the goodness that is in you. Others will reflect that back. Well, gang, that's all for this episode of Who the Fuck? Practically Unplugged. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you hear, share with your friends, coworkers, relatives, or anyone you think needs a healthy dose of introspection and raw authenticity. Feel free to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. You can also visit whothefck.com to check out more content. And don't forget to give me a follow on Instagram at whothefck_nikki to keep up to date with what's new in my world. Catch you on the flip side.